of the best from around the world who are willing to share how they shred the strategies the techniques and the actionable items that you need in your business to go out and dominate join us as we shred show up hustle repeat every day let's go Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and happy Monday. We hope you all had an incredible weekend. Christy and I were just talking. Time just flies when you're having fun, and weekends just seem to go too fast, especially during the holidays. But as I mentioned, I cannot tell you how grateful, how humble, and how excited I am to have the incredibly talented Christy hanging out with me this morning. Christy, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Look, I'm going to start every morning out with you, and <laughs> like, I'm just going to play this, this clip just to have it because when you start out thinking and saying kind things to yourself or listening to kind things said about you, it just changes your whole mindset. Like I could literally feel in the last, you know, 45 seconds, just like an improvement in my overall well-being and mental process. So I'm going to need a copy of that recording so I can just play it every morning to start the day out in a positive frame. Done. Consider it. I will, I will send you a clip of that. But you bring so much positive energy. You're one of those people, Christy, that every time I see you in person, every time I talk to you, you bring positive energy, your smile, your excitement, just your passion for everything within our industry. And that's why I was so excited to talk with you. Recently, you posted a video talking about positive decisions, which we're going to get into here in just a second. When I saw it, I was just like, Oh my gosh, she is one of those people that we need to hear from. You're such an influential leader in our industry, and I've loved seeing more content from you recently. And when I saw this video in particular, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to have this conversation. But before we get into that, Christy, you are somebody who has had such an amazing, a profound career within our industry. For those who maybe don't know you a little bit, maybe share a little bit about how you got started in the industry and how you got to where you are today. I got started in this industry as an appraiser. And what was interesting about that is somebody came to me, I was still in high school and they had a job working for an appraiser and they were moving and they said, Hey, I've got a, I've got this job, but I'm moving. They need to find somebody to replace me. want to go work for an appraiser. So did that for four years through the end of high school and through college. And, you know, here's where, you know, here's kind of where we are and got the opportunity to then go into lending because my dad had a terrible experience on his mortgage. And so as, as one does, you have a terrible experience on your mortgage. My dad decided to open a mortgage company. So I got to go be the president and CEO of a mortgage company with four years of appraisal experience and zero years of lending experience. So much like everybody else, I got my phone book. This will date me a little bit. I got my phone book and it was like, Hey, how do you, how do you do business? How do you learn the industry with nothing? And I think that's how a lot of us got started in the amazing space that we are in and have the opportunity to serve others in, but no real, no real leadership, no real, what should you do next? It's just sink or swim, figure it out. So I've been an originator or in the sales, uh, you know, a sales type role for the bulk of my career and having the opportunity to work with just amazing people, not only from a consumer and borrower standpoint, but from a referral standpoint and then from a team standpoint. I can't think of anything I'd rather do. 
what whole i don't know if i knew that you started as an appraiser i knew that you had a long career in the industry but i didn't know that's where it started and like you said sink or swim and that almost is an imperfect segue into our discussion today because let's just call a spade a spade right now there's still a lot of uncertainty there's a lot of fear within the industry and a lot of people are it's kind of sink or swim but chris you are one of those people who are always positive you look at it at a maybe a a negative situation or maybe not the the most positive situation and find a way to find the positive in it find a way to overcome find a way to continue to win and when i heard this video of you recently talking about positive decision making i'm like what better way to have to start going into this last month of a year going into a new year to have somebody who is as brilliant and as talented as you are to talk a little bit about that about talk about positive decision making so first and foremost it seems so simple, but how do we start making positive decisions? One of the things I think that is interesting in terms of just mindset is, you know, and think about it as a, you know, you have the opportunity if you're the leader of an organization today to, to think about the business in the future from a, how do you cut to get to where you want to go? Or how do you grow to get to where you want to go? And one of those things is kind of a negative mindset and not that you don't have to make decisions in both categories, but one approaches it from a negative perspective and one approaches it from a positive perspective. And so if I go in and I say, how am I going to grow my business? Yeah, that might involve having to make cuts here or not renew a contract there. And yes, you still have to make those tough decisions. Nobody's going to let you off the hook from doing that. But when I approach it from how do I grow? What, what An interesting thing that I've shared with the team here is in every single down cycle, my business has grown. And that's from a period of when I was originating personally to when I was leading teams, to when I was leading larger organizations. I've been through a couple of these down cycles. Every single time my business or the business I've been responsible for has grown. I don't expect this time to be any different because in every cycle, there are opportunities. Those opportunities are different each time, but some of the characteristics of the opportunities don't change. In every down cycle, purchase becomes a bigger piece of the, the puzzle. In every down cycle, the technology that we use and the way that we originate changes slightly. Again, it's not the same thing. I can remember the day when we used to order full RMCRs, residential mortgage credit reports, and you had to like send in a request and the report came back in the mail. And it was like a 20 page on this pink piece of paper, folded neatly. And you couldn't make a decision on a loan because in-files didn't exist until you got that. Then we started to get the machines where we could pull the one bureau in-files. And then we started to be able to use tri-merges for mortgage decisioning, right? So we've continued to improve our technology. I know a lot of times it feels like we haven't, but we do continue. Now, I think we're going to be at a much bigger change of pace that is going to have a more positive impact on our customer. I'll tell you a story from one of my kids. I won't embarrass them by telling you which one, but one of my kids it was working on ordering presents for their siblings and said, hey, mom, apparently I have to order this directly from a store. I can't get it off Amazon. How do I know and trust that they're, this store, and this is a national store, like somebody you would just automatically trust. They were concerned that they couldn't track it the way they track it in Amazon. They couldn't have the same type of tech that they had with Amazon. And that's where they ordered all their things. So how could they be confident in the process 
and that it was going to be delivered by it's 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 going to be delivered by business with us two years ago when rates start to tick down in the coming year they're going to be doing business with us again hopefully it's with us that we're using the right systems and marketing and doing all the things to continue to build those relationships but that number keeps getting smaller and smaller the amount of time that people live in the same house is shrinking. Now, I think it'll be interesting to see the difference in folks who bought when rates were higher versus folks who refinanced and are in a 3% rate. That aside, you are still starting to see that cycle become more and more. And as such, it's not just, oh, that's the mortgage process. I, I you know, like going to do a mortgage less than I like going to the dentist, which was actually a statistic that like, I think 80% of people would rather go to the dentist than get a mortgage. And I just kind of made that number up, but it's crazy. It's something crazy like that. So when you think about that, we've had to deliver more. And so the technology in our industry is changing, but that's an opportunity for you to create a customer obsessed experience, which really being customer obsessed is one of the only things that differentiates you in the marketplace, right? We all have Fannie Mae loans. We all have Freddie Mac loans. We all have Jenny Mae loans. So what is it that you're doing to differentiate? And it's the technology, the experience. So how customer obsessed are you? Holy cow, ladies and gentlemen, this, uh, there's so many things crazy that you just did on that. I'm like, wow, we, we could open up so many different directions, go with this. I want to stay on this kind of topic, this, this customer obsession with, with us, getting the customer to truly see the value. Because that's the word that we throw out, or, around a lot in the industry is what value are you providing to your customers? What value are you providing to your, your real estate partners, your, your other referral partners? What value are you providing? And this is one of those things that I think sometimes people forget. And you mentioned the number. People are, are typically coming back to us or hopefully coming back to us every four to six years. That number is, in my opinion, some of the data we've seen increasing, especially with interest rates coming down, things like that. But how do we keep them? How do we keep our consumers coming back to us? How do we keep them, the word I love the word you use, obsessed with us? And something that, again, the reason I reached out to you, you and I have been friends for a long time. We've seen each other at events, but you posted a piece of content that caught my interest. That kept, that kept me obsessed with, with Sook. I'm like, oh, that was awesome. What she shared with me was valuable. I need to have a conversation with her. So how can we continue, in your opinion, to keep those consumers upset, continue to provide value for those consumers, especially coming up in a new year, 2024? Technology is a big piece of it, but how do we continue to keep those consumers wanting to come back and to stay obsessed with Sook in the future? I think one of the things you really have to think about, and this is the start of that positive decision making, right? So from a positive standpoint, I want to, you know, you could say my goal is to do more business with my past customers. Okay, how are you going to get there? So what is one of the things that you're going to do? Is it putting out free content on social media? Is it doing and educating them on what's happening? What's the likelihood of a Fed rate cut next month? When should consumers start to pay attention, right? If you start putting content out like that, if your goal is to do more refinances or get more referrals from your past clients, are you connected with them in all the social ways? Did you encourage that? How did you get them to save you in their phone? One of my favorite things is a loan officer that I got to work with for a number of years. He had people save him in his phone as the mortgage guy. 
because he knew they weren't going to remember his name in two years, but they would remember the word mortgage and they would probably be able to put that in their phone and find him. And what is your way to get people to be connected with you? It's, it's a little bit of a hubris to think that they're going to remember our name always, which we know they're just not, right? Statistically, they're just not. I know that I can't, the, the waiter comes to my table and some days if I am not focused and repeat their name, by the time they come back, I have already forgotten it. And so if we think that just because we're doing a mortgage transaction with somebody that they're going to continuously remember our name, we're a little bit delusional. And so how are we staying in front of them with something that's actually meaningful? And what is that meaning? Each person, to your point, has their own value that they bring, the own way, the, our own way that we approach the business. You know, you approach the business and you approach what you do from how do I deliver value? How do I get people out and out of their shells and showing who they truly are so that people can do business with them? Right. You are a master at getting folks to do that and having those conversations. You're also a master at getting large organizations to do that. So helping people decide how to do it and every piece of content that you put out drives towards that goal. So now if you said my goal is to do more business with past customers, how is every piece of content you're putting out providing value in that and showing who you are as a person? And it's got to be intentional. If you don't just get up and turn on your phone and, and you know grab my phone. You don't just get up and go, yep, that's what I'm going to talk about today and it's good. You have to have a plan with what you're going to deliver. Not saying there shouldn't be some type of flexibility, like you wake up with a really good idea. But what I find is those really good ideas tend to come because you've had the focus. And so now you may have had a better idea than what you planned to do. But if you didn't have a plan, that good idea never would have shown up. Oh, my gosh, Christy, you do have to have a plan. This is something I talk about a lot. And as as mortgage professionals are making the shifts to social media, showing up, like you mentioned, this is a free, you can use social media as a free way of marketing and advertising and staying in front of your community. I actually love the analogy used of the waiter or the waitress when you go to a restaurant it, and I'm a big person when, when I go to a restaurant, I'm really big on knowing somebody's name because I like to have that personal relationship. And if you don't come to my table and state my name, I'm usually asking you what your name is. If you want to stand out, if you want to differentiate yourself, you have to be recognizable. You have to be different. Chris, you mentioned this in a world, especially in the world of mortgage and real estate right now, there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of content being put out there. You have to find that way to differentiate yourself. So when people, like you mentioned, people are not obsessed. People would rather go to the dentist and get a mortgage. So unless you're providing some type of value, providing some type of you know knowledge for them when these people are ready to buy a home or when they're ready to refinance, how how would they remember you? But keeping keeping them or finding a way to really differentiate yourself is absolutely critical. And as you mentioned, providing value, being there for them, showing up on a regular basis, that's what needs to be happening. And again, it has become seamless. You showed your phone. That's what Shredded, as we really Shredded, being a video editing service, using your phone is what it's all about. That's where people are at. That's where our consumers are at. And taking the time just to show up for them is critically important. Now, I wanna kind of shift a little bit and going back to these positive decision makes or these these ways to make positive decisions. Because Christy, you almost mentioned there's in every everything we do, it can be a positive or almost a negative decision. It can almost, it can almost be, are we a half glass full or are we a half glass empty type of, of decision maker going into this year, 2024? 
how do we stay positive? How do we truly keep ourselves in a positive mindset, going in a positive direction? You mentioned something that you've been through the ups and downs and you personally and your business, you've always grown in these times of downturn. Learning from leaders like yourself who have always come out of these things on top, who have always come out of these in a positive way, how do we stay positive in a world right now that just seems so negative? Well, you said it, you gave the, the, the number one thing and it's who are you listening to? Not only from like, who are you following on social media, but what books are you reading? What, what strategies are you doing? Who's your accountability partner? And are they focused on the positive things, like things that you can actually control and go out and do every day? And then are you making decisions from that, that mindset, right? Like we're the sum of the five people that we're closest to. So if those people are not positive, if they're, if they are the survive till 25 crew, then you're not getting the right mindset. If they're the, how am I going to grow this? How am I going to take what appears to be a negative? Like one of the things when you talk about facing reality, we're not, this is not blind optimism. It's not that the world isn't changing. It's not that we're not dealing with what's happening. What happens to our partners in the real estate business if this commission lawsuit continues to go forward the way it does? And even if it doesn't change, it's going to change the market, right? The questions that are being asked of agents are different. So from a positive standpoint, how do you help your agents grow? Like, How are you brainstorming with them to create new opportunities for both you and them as the market moves forward to better serve borrowers? Right? Like, that's a huge opportunity right there. And I've loved hearing some of the conversations around what it means. As a loan officer, are you thinking about what it means to have more broad referral sources, including a consumer direct, like how are you getting to customers directly if the customer's first call isn't going to be to their buyer's agent and that's your number one source of business, right? So you could look at that and go, oh my gosh, my business is going to tank. How am I going to do, do less? No. How are you going to find more referral sources? How are you going to be the first person the consumer thinks about? Kirstie, this is, I'm so glad you brought this up because this is this is already a fear of some of the mortgage professionals out there. I hear a lot of like, what's gonna happen to all my real estate partners? Well, now's the time. You get to be the one in the in the driver's seat. You're gonna be the one to control, like, hey, go out there and find new opportunities, collaboration partners, collaboration ideas with people to show the value of your real estate partners. You really wanna be the most valuable person instead of dropping by and and you know, doing the whole stop by, dropping off donuts or this or that. Say, hey, let's get Christy, let's do a video together. Let's really show our consumers why real estate, why realtors are so critically, 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 why realtors are so critically I 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 think that as an industry we're gonna become yeah we are resilient right we've been through all these ups and downs I know that we'd like to have fewer of the downs and more of the ups or maybe just a little bit more more level and I think we are doing some things to put that into place because nobody likes the the ups and downs of the cycle we really want to do do better to serve our consumers. We want to do better for our referral partners. And there are so many people in this industry that that's what they're focused on. 
they are focused on how do they sharpen their pencils? How do they make something positive come out of this? And that's the type of people I want to talk to every single day. That's who I want to start my morning with. That's the type of articles I want to read. You know, I want to look at what's positivity and how can I look at growth opportunities? And if I do that, then my, it's, it's so interesting. Just like the start of this, I talked about, you know, the words that you said made me feel better. Reading those things, talking to people who are focused on this will automatically push you in the direction of approaching positive decisions instead of approaching negative decisions. What a wonderful way to wrap this up. I want to be respectful of your time. And that is literally this entire conversation, surrounding yourself with positivity. That may seem so simple, Christy, but what you just shared, everybody go back and listen to that last minute and a half because really it seems so simple, Christy, but it is so impactful on our mindset, on our daily activity, on what we're going on to do. Surround yourself. There's so many people like Christy that, sh that continue to share incredibly valuable content, that continue to be the leaders that they are. So surround yourself with positive people. And I think if we do that, Christy, that's a great way for us to win in this upcoming year. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I've enjoyed the conversation. I always enjoy hanging out with you. You get the best out of everybody you talk to. And I know your audience appreciates that. You are far too kind. You are absolutely brilliant. I cannot thank you enough. And ladies and gentlemen, again, go follow Christy on all the social platforms. I'll drop her links below because she is constantly, she is not just saying it. She's out there doing it. She is sharing these things that can help you learn from somebody who continues to grow in the downturns. And Christy has been that amazing leader for all of us. So go make sure you follow her and learn from her so you can have the best year in 2024. Christy, thank you so much for all that you do and continues to serve our industry with and as always, we appreciate you, we love you, and now it's time for all of you to go shred, go show up, hustle, repeat every day. See ya.